This podcast is brought to you by the Spare Time Legends Podcast Network. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, this is Mick Foley, and you're listening to the Spare Time Legends Podcast Network. Boom, boom. What is everything? I think it says bang, bang. Oh, then you say it. Bang, bang. All right, that's good. Legend in Welcome to Smart Mars. We, we had to find a kind of a dirty corner of the internet to, to discuss our CD interests. <laughs> In-depth analysis of the WWE. I, I, I make no apologies for this one. If you don't like wrestling, go fuck yourself. Pay-per-view results. Results from Raw and SmackDown. I'm going to be honest with you, I fast-forwarded. I always do. Rumors, fantasy booking, unbiased bitching and much more. With your hosts, Matt Lees. He's Canadian too, did you invent him being Canadian? And the Reverend Brian Fitzpatrick. I will punch you in the testicles, sir. And as we find ourselves only five short weeks away from the biggest event of them all, the grandest stage of them all, the spectacle, the pomp, the circumstance, the showcase of the immortals, WrestleMania 28, Sunday, April the 1st from Miami, Florida, is only five weeks away. And I'm here with the Reverend Brian Fitzpatrick to talk our way through the latest edition of Raw and the road to WrestleMania. I never had to call myself the best in the world. Other people said it for me. These people said it for me. And I never had to write it on the back of a t-shirt. They would write it on signs and bring it to the arena. And the reason for that is this. I am part of a special breed of performers. And now, punk, you're just like me. You're a maverick, a rebel that went against the grain and became something more than anybody thought that you would. But in translation, that's because you just want to be me. Chris Jericho wannabe. And it's so obviously blatant by the fact you plagiarize me every step of the way. Don't you tell me to stop, boy. I'm talking to you. And I'm listening, but I think everybody else is sick of listening. My problem I have with you is you coming out here and insinuating that I've stolen anything from you. No. And let me be completely clear and honest with you. All of those January 2nd vignettes and the best in the world verbiage and this light up flashy fancy jacket, it's all window dressing because I came back to the WWE for one reason and one reason only. And that was to embarrass you on the biggest stage in the world. To take back what is mine, to beat you for that world title at WrestleMania and shove down your throat that I am the best in the world at what I do. I prove it, I claim it, I am it every single night. That's all you had to say. When you came back, you didn't have to jump me to get my attention. All you had to do was grab me and say, hey, punk, me and you, best in the world versus best in the world at WrestleMania. The only thing we need 
is me and you in a ring. And on April 1st, we're going to find out exactly who the best in the world is. Because to me, those are the only ingredients we need in the recipe to have what quite possibly could be the greatest wrestling match in WrestleMania history. It's not going to be the end of the world. It's just going to be the end of yours. WrestleMania Countdown, five weeks. Your hosts, Matt Lees and the Reverend Brian Fitzpatrick. Huzzah! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Smart Marks Episode 2. As the WWE presented another edition of Monday Night Raw, we are well on the way. The road to WrestleMania 28, Sunday, April the 1st, from Miami, Florida. It's your boy, Matt Lees, joined once again by my illustrious, my gorgeous, my wonderful co-host, all the way from Dublin, the Reverend Brian Fitzpatrick. Good morning, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I push ROMs like a I got your Ice Cube reference, don't worry. Ice Cube, motherfucker. (laughs) So how was your week, Mr. Wrestling Fan? Yeah, it was good. Um, Raw was fucking awesome this week. I mean, for for a lot of the parts, but um, the the Punk Jericho promo was amazing. Um, Finally, we're going to see the two of them kind of clash verbally for the first time since he came back. You know, outside of the um, the six man presidential debate. Yeah, which was retarded. <laughs> I thought it was fantastically funny. The only part I liked was our truth doing his whole. Don't watch me. Spatis do. The Spatis do. No, I thought it was good. I, 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 and it kind of gave me uh, one of the greatest put downs of anyone doing a fuck up ever. Just a good job. Good job. Yeah. So let's let's start at the beginning then. This week, Monday Night Raw was from for the week of February 27th was live in the land of JJ Hawkins, Portland, Oregon, and of course we are only 34 days away from WrestleMania. Exciting stuff. It's starting to build. Will you be staying up in the middle of the night to watch Mania? Absolutely no. <laughs> Absolutely no. That's right, folks. So here at Smart Marks, you will be getting a WrestleMania review episode, but it will be the day after because fuck it if him and I are staying up in the middle of the night to watch WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be fighting to stay awake for the last match, you know, five o'clock in the morning when I can just go to bed, wake up, and then get drunk during the day watching it. Exactly. And plus, it'll be a lot harder to stay up if there's a ginge Irishman in one of the main events. <laughs> I will punch you in the testicles, sir. <laughs> you just keep saving them up then. Because they're going to keep coming fast. <laughs> Don't worry. It's, it's, not really a disres- it's not really disrespect because he's not even near, near the main event. He'll be like fifth main event, so it's fine. So anyway, Raw starts off on a positive note this week because they announced that we're going to have a match right away. Remember the old days when they used to start Raw with a match? <laughs> Fascinating. They announced champion versus champion as CM Punk, the WWE champion, is going to take on Daniel Bryan, the world heavyweight champion. Basically, they're re-announcing this match because of all the kerfuffles on the show that I didn't watch from Friday. That was a great match, though. I mean, it was stopped and started three times, but that just meant you got three matches, really. It was it was pretty damn cool. The two, Those two guys could fucking wrestle in the barn and, and be entertaining. Absolutely. So they're going to do it again here on Raw. CM Punk gets into the ring, but before we can get Daniel Bryan, we get 
Y2J. Jericho. Yes, that's right. Chris Jericho makes his way down to the ring. Basically, they gave these guys 15 minutes, which I, which I was happy with because, you know, you got to give guys like this time to just run the mic and run their mouths and let the story fill itself in. Um, I, thought they of course. Had, I thought there was a lot of stuttering and a couple of missteps, but you're going to get that kind of thing when you give these guys 15 minutes. I would rather have them choke over their words now and again than do just like a prearranged promo that was perhaps written on their wrist or something like that. <coughs> To, to whatever could you possibly be referring, man? Well, I don't know, Fitzy. We'll have to wait a while and figure that out, won't we? So, uh, Indeed we will. Basically, uh, they go at each other, and uh, Y2J says Punk is great. He respects him, but he's not as good as Y2J. Y2J says he's one of a dying breed. Yeah, I have a bad attitude, a bad reputation, but I don't care because I'm the best. You just want to be me. You're all Jericho wannabes. There's a sign. I'm not for... You're not a Jericho wannabe? No, I don't want to be that short, first of all. Ooh, that's nasty. <laughs> you know, I'm torn on this because be- I love both guys. Who'd want to be Canadian, though? <laughs> you Irish fuck. There's no need to attack Canada, sir. Did you invent Canada? Uh, yes, actually. Jericho stole the patent from me. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. So uh, there's a sign in the crowd that says CM Punk for president. This crowd is uh, pretty pretty heavy punk, which I think is what they want. Um, now, of course. Punk uh, references Brett the Hitman Hart and says there's another guy that used to say he was the best. Did you invent him too? Did you invent being Canadian? And then I like Y2J's whole, um, oh, uh, yeah, laugh it up. Laugh with punk. Laugh along with punk. Very funny. Uh, I think the best line of both of these promos was Punk giving him the, but you were never the man like I'm the man, huh? That was pretty damn awesome. Cause it's true. I mean, I they they, they sell Jericho now because I've I've had the, I've been away for a while. As I said, I miss him, tr- you know, transferring from trousers to to baby panties because he's too short to wear them. I think. Um, <laughs> but he even when he won the undisputed title and beat Rock and Austin, it was never. It never felt legit. Like he, he, like in that in that group of wrestlers, he was never top top drawer. Hmm. I sort of. I kind of disagree. I think I've always liked his in ring work. I know. I think you said last week you you're not a, not that big of a fan of his in ring work either, right? I mean, I don't I don't hate it. I just don't think he's as good as as he's kind of made out to be. But yeah, I think maybe now because I think nostalgia plays a big with some you know with a lot of people talking about him, nostalgia plays a big part of it because they remember him being there during the Attitude Era and they kind of gloss over maybe like I mean not everything was perfect in the Attitude Era. I mean they didn't they did try and marry Chuck and fucking Billy Gunn. <laughs> yes, they did. Oh, <laughs> they they also had fucking what's his name fucking Green Mist dude. What the fuck was his name? Uh, Grey Mist. The little weird Asian fucking reptilian-looking bastard who spat green shit in people's faces. Oh, wasn't that Quang? Tajiri? Tajiri, okay, yeah, not Quang. Tajiri. Very well could be. uh, Tajiri, sir, will be nowhere near WrestleMania. Or so you think. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. It is the WWE. You never know what kind of twists they're going to throw our way. Uh, He'll he'll run in and Green Mist the Rock and fucking John Cena will AA on Oh, that'd be amazing, fucking rock! But we'll get to that. Uh, Punk, or yeah, Punk then goes on to say, "You chose to be on game shows, writing books, hosting radio shows, and a rock star. I was swimming with sharks while you danced with the stars." Oh snap! See what Great he did line. there? 
Great line. Of course, referring to, in case you don't know, Chris Jericho's uh, seventh place finish on Dancing with the Stars in the United States. I never saw it. I mean, I didn't even watch Tough Enough when Stone Cold was on it and kind of half regret but if I'm not going to watch that, I'm not going to watch Dance with the Stars because of Y2J. No, that's fair. Uh, Tough Enough was excellent, though. Really, really good. I yeah, so I hear. So I hear. I heard it was fantastic. <clears throat> I, think I, have the I, think entire, I think I have the entire season legally acquired, if you're interested. <laughs> Yes, most definitely. Cool. But I, I wouldn't break the law because I don't like doing that kind of thing. <clears throat> well, no, of course. You can, you'll let me borrow your legally acquired copy. That's right. I bought it. I'll tell you, I'll ship it down to you and then you post it back to me, yeah? That, that sounds magnificent. Okay, great. <laughs> so uh, Jericho then goes on to uh, basically do away with all the vignette videos that they did for him, uh, thus proving again that the WWE does not always follow through on <coughs> storylines. He basically says, all those videos, all those quotes, they were just window dressing because I came back for one reason, and that's to embarrass you on the grandest stage of them all. To which Punk has the great retort of, screw your stupid light bright jacket. <laughs> well, in fairness, <coughs> that that works fine if the battle royal happened. Like, I go back to this fucking pointless battle royal again last week. If his whole point was to just, that, even it makes it even more um, of a of a fucking time filler. Because if his whole point was just to come back and embarrass Punk, why didn't he just call him out and ask to wrestle at WrestleMania before exactly. Royal Rumble, or you know, or immediately after Royal Rumble? Which is exactly what Punk says. Punk says, you didn't have to jump me. You didn't have to go around me. You could have just said, hey, Punk, you and me, best in the world versus best in the world at WrestleMania. <coughs> Which I think the fans like you and I would have respected much more than a stupid, pointless battle royal. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the, the, the jumping thing, obviously, he's, you know, in character and all that, but that was where I thought the storyline should go because Jericho gets jealous so starts beating on Punk in the weeks leading up to it. Instead of winning some fucking carrot on a stick bullshit match. You know what I mean? It's Absolutely. Deeply irritating. Absolutely. So uh, Punk finishes by saying it's not going to be the end of the world. It's going to be the end of your world. To which millions of fans said, oh snap. Uh, Daniel Bryan's Sleep music snap. hits. Oh snap. Daniel Bryan comes down. And uh, I don't know about Daniel Bryan, to be honest with you. I mean, I like him. I want to like him. But I don't know. It's tough. I have found myself walking around the house uh, doing his ring entrance, just pointing up in the air and saying yes a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and then pointing to my pointing to my generously sized belly where I wish a belt was. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, who else used to do the belt thing? I was wondering this the other day. Uh, Christian, Christian used to do it. Yeah, uh, million dollar Christian man used to rub it like he was hungry. <laughs> million dollar man Ted DiBiase used to do it too. Didn't he remember when he bought it for a while and he used to just point at it? Uh, no, I don't remember him having the belt. Yeah, I believe he bought it off of Andre the Giant at one point. It was very, very short-lived. Um, but I do remember him walking... I remember once, slagging, I remember once thinking the Texas tornado was kind of dumb. And I, I I was riffing on him with my friends back in the day. And they said he's so fucking stupid, he'll probably ask a million-dollar man for a fight for money belt. <laughs> <laughs> He's and then, of course, they ended up making that a fucking belt to contend for eventually. Yes, exactly. And then Texas Did Tornado... Did Virgil like, win it off him or something? Yeah, I believe because the general manager at the time said, if you're going to wear that belt, then you should defend it. 
Okay. So yeah, the Million Dollar Championship and Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase, much more interesting than what Daniel Bryan's doing with the World Heavyweight title, in my humble opinion. Uh, before the match can start, Johnny Ace is at ringside with um, Howdy Doody, and uh, basically he distracts Punk, <laughs> allowing the bell to ring and Daniel Bryan to sneak attack Punk. They tussle, and Bryan is tossed to the outside within a minute for the token commercial break when Michael Cole does his, can Daniel Bryan get back in it? We'll find out when Raw continues live. That happened twice. Yeah, they. I mean, I guess it means they're giving them a longer match, but yeah, it's it's weird when you can see them clearly set it up for a commercial break, like one guy gets thrown out of the ring for no reason, and then they yeah, go to commercial. But anyway, uh, Ace and Otunga are on commentary with Teddy Long and Santino, and um, if I was Teddy Long and I needed a bodyguard, it would not be Santino Morella. No. Although he is a black belt in certain martial arts, but we won't get into that. No, we won't get into the real Santino Morella. Anthony is his real yeah. name. Is. Um, so basically, they're just they're doing more to set up the whole uh, Teddy Long versus um, uh, Johnny Ace for WrestleMania. It's obviously going to be some kind of a tag team match. Maybe Otunga, Mark Henry, Alberto Del Rio, and Christian against Santino and some other people. Maybe Randy Orton because he doesn't have a place on Mania yet. I think if the um if they have, if they involve um, Funkman and Teddy directly, it'll be one of those token tag team matches where Santino and Otunga go at it for a while, and then somehow they bought you know Ace and fucking Long get tagged, and then they have like a one of those shitty punch, punch me, punch you matches. Yeah, like Bret Hart did no a few years moves. ago. And then there'll be maybe a really badly uh, choreographed uh, fucking clothesline of some kind. <laughs> And then they'll, then they'll tie back in the wrestlers again. Yeah. Because I can't imagine either of them can, can do anything particularly athletic. No. Well, Johnny Ace used to be a wrestler, but I'm sure he's way, way, way out of touch at this point. Um, he used to be a wrestler, but at the same time, he was also never a wrestler. <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're not wrong there. You're absolutely right. Uh, Cole says that during the break, Johnny Ace texted him to tell him that he's doing great on commentary. Never before has there been such a chasm of a different, you know, of, of talent between siblings like Animal and Johnny Ace. It's kind of similar to Noel and Liam Gallagher in that respect. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> As he takes a slight dig, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> Now, uh, CM Punk does his token now, the Macho Man Randy Savage elbow drop, which the crowd goes crazy for, and then they start chanting GTS, at uh, which point David O'Connor... Is that what they were ch- I could not make out. They, they were a weird crowd. I could not make out GTS. At one point, I thought they were uh, <coughs> shouting out someone's initials or something. They were a very like, dis- disorganized crowd. Like You'd get half chanting on one beat and then half chanting on another and stuff. Even, like, a, we'll talk about later, but The Rock even pointed out that they were doing it at the end of the show. Yeah, maybe it was, we was there, was, Go ahead. You know, maybe were, were there, like, strange acoustics in the arena or something that people couldn't hear? There could be. We could also ask our friend JJ. Maybe the people in Portland are unable to keep time. <laughs> like, I'll ask JJ to see if that's what it is. JJ of Mars Needs Podcasts. Uh, maybe he knows why the guy, he's the people in Portland, man. and looks a lot like Mick Foley. Yeah, he does. You know, uh, he's a JJ. We're uh, we're all thinking of you. I know there's tough times ahead. We love you, my friend. And if you you know if you need anything, just listen to our wrestling show. It'll take your mind off of all the Absolutely. bullshit. And please explain to us whether or not people in Portland can chant or sing or do anything on time. Because our vote here at Smart Marks right now is a big no. I know for a fact that they can sound like Batman at the drop of a hat. I'm Batman. 
<laughs> uh, so yeah, they're doing the chant. That's why I listen on headphones is because I catch all those things. Uh, Otunga tries to distract Punk, and uh, Santino delivers the Cobra. Ace takes Santino down. Daniel Bryan turns to leave, but Sheamus jumps him from behind. Fucking Irish jumping from behind, pussy. Uh, throws him back <laughs> into the ring. Punk gives him the GTS. Ace stops the referee from counting. Teddy Long jumps in the ring. Uh, Ace and Long start to scuffle. Punk walks out, poses on the ramp with the title. So this match had no finish, basically. Again. Yeah. Which I'm okay with because when you do champion versus champion and you don't have either of them get beaten, then, you know, building the WrestleMania, it's a good thing to not have your champions losing every week. Exactly. Punk uh, standing on the ti- uh, the ramp showing his title, to which, of course, Mr. Jericho jumps him from behind, gives him a rather painful-looking power slam, uh, and then the walls of Jericho and practically folds Punk like a pretzel. He's starting to maybe slightly go back to a more original version of the walls of Jericho. Absolutely. I think it's probably because he's... He's probably because he's working with Punk, and Punk told him not to pull any punches and be a pussy. Punk probably told him to give it to him for real. Right, okay. I can yeah, see it that it way anyway. defi- I mean, it's not just a busting crap now, which I'm, which I'm quite happy about. No, exactly. Very good. So he gives him that chance of uh, Rocky, because apparently they want Rock to come out and save Punk. Um, if, <laughs> if the Rock would have come out to save Punk, I would have puked. Uh, they want The Rock to come out for the Diva match, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, fucking Rock. We'll get into you, Rocky. Um, Punk is excellent, I think, at being in pain. Like, he really, really sells when he's hurt. Um, he is. If, if, if I had one minor criticism, <laughs> to watch him perform, you'd think he hurt his wrists in every game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. His arms are always hurting. He's, real, and... he's a real get-the-circulation-back-in-the-hands kind of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe he was a fluffer in a former life. Perhaps. Uh, after this segment, I believe we went to commercial again, and now we come back to backstage with Josh Matthews, who, in the backstage segment of the year, says, well, Punk is really more angry than hurt. See you. <laughs> yes, excellent work. Uh, we then get a, a triple I earned my paycheck. <laughs> yeah, I earned my paycheck. He's really angry. Back to you guys. Uh, Triple H and Undertaker video is next. They have clips of Big Show, Austin, CM Punk, The Miz, Edge, Randy Orton, Pat Patterson, the first Intercontinental Champion in history, John Cena, and The Rock talking about Triple H and The Undertaker. And uh, nothing live this week from Triple H and Undertaker to build to their Hell in the Cell match. I think it's built. That's the thing about that match now. There's, there's nowhere to go between now and WrestleMania because they've already decided on the match and they've both agreed to have it. Yeah, uh, speaking of nowhere to go and not needing any more work, they announced that next week Shawn Michaels will be back. Oh, God. Hey, watch your mouth I, now. I, I, I swear to God, every time I see that announcing that he'll be back next week, I fucking shudder. I can't stand the cunt. You better. You got to watch that shit because I think we got listener email about that. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm, I'm, I know the the hate I'm going to get for saying that I don't like HBK, but I can't change my opinion. <laughs> that's that's all right then. I'm going to let it slide, but I'm not going to forgive you. Uh, they announced <laughs> that uh, tonight is John Cena versus The Miz in a WrestleMania 27 main event rematch. Woo! Um, yeah. Then I'm as excited about that as I did about the WrestleMania main event at the time. Exactly. Yes. Now, ladies and gentlemen, get your remotes ready because it's diva match time. Nikki Bella versus <laughs> Kelly <laughs> Kelly. I watched Kelly Kelly's. Oh, actually, forwarding if that wasn't clear. That's true. And Kelly Kelly didn't even get an entrance. Like oh, you, did she, uh, what do you call it? A cold entrance or whatever the fuck? Soft entrance. Yeah, they pretty much came back from commercial and both chicks were already in the ring. 
So I don't want to waste any time on it. In fairness, that's fair. I fast forwarded. Kelly Kelly gets the win. Congratulations. I'm very happy for you. Uh, they Wasn't then, she fighting a better twin? Yeah, I think she was fighting Nikki. Okay. Who, I mean, you know, whatever. Fast forward. Uh, they then announced tonight will be a tag team match. Mark Henry and the Intercontinental Champion Cody Rhodes taking on the big show. And do you want me to let you say his name? Oh, Seamus. <laughs> yes, the Irishman, the redhead, Seamus, fella. So that's announced for tonight. I, I, I am Jack's utter indifference. It was... Yeah. Meh. Uh, Next up, Cena versus The Miz is next. Cena comes out first. Now, the crowd isn't as anti-Cena as I expected them to be for a show featuring The Rock. Uh, Basically, The Miz comes out now with a microphone and says that he works too hard to be treated like this. I take 16-hour flights for PR, and I don't even get considered for WrestleMania? Really? And he still can't can't pronounce WWE. Really? WWE. Really? Really? If I was really? The Miz, I'd be upset because it's obvious they're making this his storyline, which is, you don't get a storyline. Yeah. Um, but the pissy heel with nothing to do storyline. Yeah, line. but I like I like Miz for that, man. I like the slimy dirtbag heel. I actually think once they take the title away from Daniel Bryan and give it to your boy, I think maybe Miz and Daniel Bryan would make a fantastic heel tag team. Yeah, but I'm sick of them putting single fucking stars together to make a tag team. I actually, I really, really would like in the next year or two for them to build the tag team division back up properly. Oh, I would too. We'll get it. We'll, we'll, we have more on them putting random tag team people together uh, coming up very shortly. Basically, this match goes on as it would. Uh, Miz taps out to the STF or whatever the hell it's called. Big whoop. This was uh, a shit match. Yeah, it really it was. was. Like the, it was the epitome of the five moves of doom. Cena bullshit. Absolutely. They then click to the back with The Rock, who is watching the screen. But the screen is now switched to The Rock. So essentially, The Rock is staring at the screen, watching himself staring at the screen. He then... Did you get? Did you catch what he did here? He looked in the camera, did the you can't see me he, hand... He, and then he pulls down blinds that aren't there. <laughs> yeah, then he pulled down the blinds. Kind of like when we were in school and we used to make, you know, films for class. And we would do cheesy yeah. little wipe effects like that. They did that on WWE this week. The Rock pulled the blinds and closed the screen off. <sighs> Fascinating. And the crowd ate it. The crowd loved that shit. Speaking of the crowd loving that shit, up next, it was a tag team championship triple threat match. The first thing I thought was, are there even three tag teams? And then I reminded myself <laughs> that I don't even know I don't even know who the tag team champions are. I realized, well, first of all, I thought the exact same thing as you, are the three tag teams, and the match answered the question, no. No, exactly. Uh, I, when the champions came out, Epico and Primo, it wasn't until the ring bell went off and the match actually started that I realized that I had not looked in the face either Epico or Primo the entire time they walked in. I was just staring at Rosa Mendez. Yeah, which I guess is what you're supposed like, to I do. I literally couldn't have told you what they looked like even to this day because <laughs> I've never actually looked at them before. Yeah. I know one has cornrows and one doesn't. There you go. That's how you tell the difference between them. <laughs> one has cornrows and one From doesn't. Edge and Christian and the Hardy Boys... And the Dudleys, two, one has cornrows and one doesn't. Yeah, I mean, in a decade. I, I, all I can say to you is what you said to me last week when I mentioned Mr. Perfect. You know, don't bring up what we don't have anymore. We obviously can't talk about solid tag teams because the WWE, it is not a focus for them right now. Tag team wrestling is essentially 
almost dead in the WWE, in my opinion. Yeah, it is. So we've got. I don't know why. I, I really don't understand why, though. No, I mean, I always used it's to. I, I think we said last week. I always used to love tag team matches, especially when they would open a pay per view. Yeah, of course. But, but I mean, I, I, even from a monetary standpoint, I don't understand how tag teams could, would not be considered profitable. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they travel together, they stay together, they... I don't know, man. You and I are obviously not the bookers here. We have no idea. Yeah. But the people who do have an idea, and the people that who are in charge of wrestling, decided that tonight we're going to have the tag team champions, Epico and Primo, with Rosa Mendez, uh, taking on R-Truth and Kofi Kingston, the team that just got thrown together and beat the tag team champions in that last week. Well, they are both black, in fairness, so... Uh, now, there's no need to bring race into this, sir. I guarantee you there was nothing more sophisticated in the choosing of them. It was like, well, our truth black and funky, and so is Kofi. <laughs> yeah, they're a new tag team. They're called Black and Funky. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they'd be allowed to do that, would they? No, but, I mean, they could probably uh, make them urban and hip. Yeah, they could try. I mean, they're obviously going to get the I belts. Mean, they did have that fucking GTG shit or whatever the fuck... Crime Time, was that what they were called? Yes, that's right, Crime Time. That was straight-up racism. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, we bring in the hood to you. Yeah, I remember that. They used to have them in the back, like, stealing shit from other wrestlers' lockers and stuff. That is fucking atrocious. It's like, how stereotypical can you get? All you need to do now is have him have a joint in his mouth. Yeah, and talk about his baby mama. Yeah, exactly, or both his baby mamas. So anyway, now we're just getting racist. <laughs> Uh, Jack Swagger and Dolph Ziggler with Vicky Guerrero. They're a tag team now. So, Ziggler, the, my notes here were mainly about Ziggler. Uh, Ziggler's going for the tag belts well, in now. Fairness, in, in, in fairness, in fairness with that one, they are probably the most, they're like one of the longest running, uh, or probably the only real kind of uh, stable now in WWE. Yeah, they are. I mean, I, I like the fact that they're a stable. Uh, I just feel bad for Ziggler. I mean, he's had four shots at the title or something like that, and now he just gets thrown into a random tag team and loses again. Yeah, like Ziggler's on a losing streak of all losing streaks. Show pink T-shirt properly. Yeah. Oh, this guy. I'm sure, he wants to sell a few of those. This this fucking guy. Uh, triple threat rules, so three men will be in at a time. Um, I definitely feel like they want to get the belts off of Epico and Primo before WrestleMania. I don't think yeah. corn rolls or no corn rolls will be anywhere near WrestleMania. The only downside to that is no Rosa at WrestleMania. Yeah, and I also realized on closer inspection with her, it really is about the body and the dancing. She's not particularly attractive. No, not at all. She just knows, knows how to do that little, you know, move around thing that makes you kind of watch her for a that second. Shimmy. That salsa shimmy thing. Exactly. Yeah, she kind of looks like she would smell funny as well. Yeah. She would smell like, like salsa. Tacos. Yeah. Now we're getting racist. <laughs> well, racism. It's fun for everyone, folks. <laughs> Smart Marks is brought to you by racism. Uh, so basically a match, <laughs> a match that I hardly watched at all. Primo and Epico retain the titles, and as they celebrate, the pyro comes up, goes off. And then Kane comes what down and beats up the tag Jesus. team champs. I actually forgot about this. <laughs> That's I'm, I'm being baffled at the time, and now you just reminded me. What was the point of that? Who's he going to feud with? Is he going to win the tag belts himself? Yeah, or is he going to pick some random partner? Like, yeah. I don't see the point in this. At least have the tag oh, team. Kofi. <laughs> Embrace the hate. Yeah, that would be their name of the tag team. Br hate Embraced. 
Um, I think um, what was I going to say? I don't understand why they wouldn't at least have Epico and Primo walk out. At least don't bury your champs. Have them run into the crowd. They're they're heels anyway. And have Kane yeah. lay out Ziggler, Swagger, and the other team. I mean that doesn't really matter. But I'm big on the when you're when somebody was one of your champions. I don't care what title it is. Your champion should be re- represented strong because he's a title holder. And you know this is coming from somebody who worked on a very small level in independent wrestling and my boy Eddie Osborne who was in charge of PWA that I worked for always talked about respecting the titles respect the title or the title means nothing when Kane comes out after a week ago he was placed in an ambulance by John Cena and beats the fuck out of your tag title champions then it's worthless well it literally is copper so it is worthless (laughs) Yeah, agreed. It's those two fucking pennies that Bret Hart brought out and presented to the Hart Dynasty, the last good tag team that we had. Oh, is that when it happened? I actually didn't see the, uh, the bringing into those belts at all. Yeah, he came out with them on his shoulders, and I was like, it looks like two fucking pennies. <laughs> but what can you do? I mean, that's how much they're worth, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, he lays them out, and um, Ziggler and Swagger are a tag team for no reason, and they lose. And then I was trying to figure out how many times in a row Dolph Ziggler has lost, and it's a lot. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's, he's. He's. He has become the heel equivalent of what Daniel Bryan was before he went heel, in that he just perpetually loses. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, question for you, Fitzy, regarding the tag teams. Uh, do you even care if they do a tag team match at WrestleMania? None in its current form. No, I mean, like the the only thing that came close to getting any sort of uh, momentum with regard to the tag team belts, and I started watching with Air Boom, and when that's your fucking high watermark, you know, uh, like when you've got one of the fucking assholes on it, you know. Fucking uh, getting caught with the wellness policy every fifteen minutes. Yeah, that was never going, that was destined to fail, I and mean, that was the biggest by a long stretch um, pop I've seen for any tag teams to start watching again. Yeah, um, and the funny and the, well, the funny thing about Evan Bourne is that he got suspended for having spice in his system. Spice is a uh, a supplement or a what, what's the word I'm looking for? An alternate so, to marijuana. Yeah, it's like a head shop alternative. Right, which is against the wellness policy. But do you know what is not against the WWE's wellness policy? Weed. Weed. (laughs) So I don't know why he would get suspended twice for having a weed supplement when weed isn't against the rules at WWE. Because look at Jericho's eyes most of the time in the ring when he's doing a promo. That motherfucker looks baked. He's burning one, definitely. So, I, I don't understand. Uh, I mean, literally, um, Evan Bourne Maybe cost himself... To get a good weed. Maybe it's hard to get a good weed, man, when you're, on the, when you're on the road. Yeah, possibly. But, I mean, you're on the road with some people. I'm sure somebody knows somebody. <coughs> True. And if you're going through the same towns all the time, eventually you start to get a rapport. Exactly. you telling me Michael Cole and Jerry the King Lauder couldn't get weed in any town? Yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, I guess uh, I guess Evan Bourne's decision cost himself thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars because he's now off of WrestleMania. I think if he wouldn't have done that, they would have ridden Kofi and Evan Airboom all the way to Mania as the tag team champions. Oh yeah, I mean that's obvious because they they haven't had anyone to replace them. Maybe Epico and Primo might have been built up as kind of stronger heels, and that would have been the match. But, I mean, as it is, Epico and Primo are nothing. They are like a fucking pariah. Yeah, I mean, where are the They're Uso pointless. brothers? Where are the Usos? Uh, who cares? <laughs> I know, but at least they're a team. Like they, At least they're I another know, tag they team. Do have, 
at least they do feel like a tag team. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you there. Um, if you're going to have a triple threat tag match, at least throw in the Usos. <laughs> yeah, true. Aren't they busy on fucking lightning or whatever the fuck this show's called now? The Whatever Heat is called now? Oh, you mean NXT or Superstars? Superstars, probably. Is Velocity still on? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> um, so that's it. Those piece of shit shows that, that even fans don't watch unless they're hung over on a Sunday morning. Yeah, you mean the two shows that aren't even on, on television in the United States? Are you serious? Yeah, they no longer show SmackDown, or uh, they no longer show Superstars or NXT. It's available here in the UK, but in the States, it's only available live streaming on WWE.com. Oh, shit. So they don't even care. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just basically televised house matches, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, on a side note here, I would like to share with you some very interesting information. Did you know, Fitzy, that The Rock has 2 million... 157,175 followers on Twitter. No, but I know. I care. Exactly. <laughs> John Cena has 1,558,577 followers on Twitter. Like, the, when that came up, it was almost like some sort of fucking primary school girly popularity contest shit like you know it's like i don't give a shit who has however many followers on twitter or facebook and the problem with these clips for me is they've been exposed far too many times as actually bullshitting and not telling the truth oh really so you don't really know what to believe i mean sometimes when they say trending right now and you check it it's not trending <coughs> sometimes they'll say well, we had the, go ahead that's the the one most disconcerting thing I have being a wrestling fan and when I say a wrestling fan I do just mean a WWE fan because I don't watch TNA and I'm not going to pretend I know anything about the independent circuit I respect it but I don't watch it I don't have access to it so I don't watch it right um, but there is a va- there's a, a, a vague hint of like Stalinist Russia propaganda going on the entire time you watch a WWE product, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. That's that's purely what the WWE product does. Absolutely. And 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 that I find very disconcerting. <laughs> it's the one part of the of, of my my enjoyment that that I can't really kind of find peace with. Really, I do feel like almost. I I, I mean, I, at any moment I expect a. a you know, a video vignette to come up to tell me to hate the Jews. <laughs> yeah, it probably already has. It's probably already happened subconsciously under another video. Probably. Um, so you can never trust it, and uh, the, the the selective memory of the announcers when when certain things happen, it it is vaguely Orwellian. Like they're just like retconning everything to suit their current uh, message. Exactly. Which is kind of creepy. I know it's only just for entertainment, and it's just you know, half naked men pretending to in a ring but it's still kind of creepy you know what i mean oh absolutely i do uh remember ladies and gentlemen the first rule of smart marks is it's always a work and the second rule is if it's <laughs> not a work see rule number one so don't believe a thing they tell you uh we go backstage we've got johnny ace and howdy doody and uh they're just you know doing their thing howdy doody's supping from his big coffee uh teddy comes in and says there's a rumor that you aren't running raw next week player to which Johnny holla, Ace, holla. holla holla, which Johnny Ace says, "Well, I heard you better buy a ticket to SmackDown, and I also heard that this isn't a rumor that you're a horse's ass." <laughs> to which the crowd chants, "Horse's ass!" Because you know, if you want to get over in wrestling, I've got the secret. You want me to share it with you? I, I'm going to tell you how to get over with the people in wrestling. 
Go. Pick a quote or a comment or a line that is three syllables. Oh, God, yeah. Horse's ass. That's all the crowd chanted. Easy. That's all you got to do to get over in wrestling is just pick three syllables. Three or four, because then you can go for the one, two, three, four. Exactly. One, two, three. Like Fitzy's racist. Exactly, right? Matt eats testes, yeah. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. This podcast sucks. Da, 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 da. <laughs> um, basically, we have a flashback after that to last week with Eve. <sighs> Eve comes down. There's various signs proclaiming that she's a hosky. And then I'm going to tell you the I'm truth. Depressed. I, uh, I always thought she was hot. And when, she, when, they, when they do close-ups on her, she's kind of horse-like. I'm telling you, man, it's that Armenian thing in her. <laughs> okay, but I have a feeling I should watch my mouth because apparently she is dating uh, one of the UFC guys, one of the pretty tough ones. Oh shit! And apparently she spends her other time not in WWE training. Like apparently she trains martial arts. She's a lovely woman. Yeah, apparently Beautiful. she apparently she's a bad motherfucker too. <laughs> uh, during her talk, I'm going to be honest with you, Fitzy. I drew a picture of some stick men on my notes. Uh, I drew sort of like a wrestling ring. They're just kind of hanging out in there. I really wasn't listening to a word she said. It was already pointless. I presume they're just building. I mean, I, I, it's like they're trying to build up for a Kelly, Kelly Eve Torres fight at WrestleMania. But then, what about Beth Phoenix and fucking Karma or fucking Superfly's daughter? Yeah, like, surely there wouldn't have two ta- fucking diva matches. Oh, they're, no, they're no. Apparently, they're even considering having none at the moment. Yeah, which would be better, um, wouldn't it? So, that that's a rumor floating around anyway that I, I read on Bleacher Report. Uh, regarding the divas, I, I think we're both thinking about this wrong, Fitzy. We're assuming well, we want to have a good divas match. I think if we both think about it for a second, we know exactly why they're going to go with Kelly Kelly and Eve. Because they're hot. Exactly, and that is the only reason behind it. They're hot. They're going to look good in front of eighty thousand people. That's the only reason they're going to do that. And it's going to be a shit match, but that's the only reason they're going to do it. If only they'd throw AJ in and her and her magnificent ass. Yes. Threat. That reminds me. Before we finish this week, we will go through because we got a couple submissions for our "Which Diva Would You Fuck" contest. <laughs> so apparently, our listeners answer are- all of them. Sorry, go. No, no, you go. No, that's basically it. We got a couple of emails. Our listeners are just as perverted as us, apparently. Hooray! We see Kelly Kelly and Eve do like a stink eye with each other in the back. Great. Well, it goes bad to worse, Fitzy, because they show us a trailer for a cop movie featuring Edge and Jamie Kennedy. I didn't see that. I I must have, uh, sorry, (coughs) legally acquired... uh a different version to you because they they announced that but then they skipped right back to the show. Oh, okay. Did you get did you acquire the version with the USA logo in the bottom right corner or what network uh, were you no, watching? No, there was there was no logo in mine as far as I remember. Um it was a it was a seven twenty like high def version. Right. Because I, I started thinking, fuck it, I might as well watch it in high def when I've got a big iMac and a fast enough connection to download it in a decent yeah. decent time frame. Um, but yeah, there was no logo on it, so I don't know. <coughs> I don't know where it came from. Yeah, well, because I was ex- <coughs> a lot of the time when I download this the the shitter copies, there's a Sky Sports logo on it. When we're done here, off mic, we should compare notes as to where we both find our wrestling files. You yes. Know, whether it's ASDA or Tesco or, you know, HMV. And the other fine purveyors of live television. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they show us the trailer for Bending the Rules. Whatever. It didn't look terrible, but I'm sure that it will be. 
coming up next, ladies and gentlemen, it is Mark Henry and the Intercontinental Champion Cody Rhodes taking on the Big Show and your boy Sheamus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pre-match, before the bell even rings, Cody Rhodes shows a nice little video. Which was yes. Cody Rhodes. Uh, I'm enjoying the shit out of his uh, mockery of the big show. Yeah, they're, they're obviously not doing the Shaquille O'Neal thing anymore. Thank God. Uh, yeah, we don't need that bullshit. Uh, no. Cody Rhodes presents another embarrassing big show WrestleMania moment where he shows us footage from WrestleMania 24 versus Floyd Mayweather, which in reality, the match was terrible. They added a bunch of sound effects in on the clips to make it sound like he was hitting a lot harder than he was. Yeah. The only good part about that whole program was when he legit broke his nose with those three quick roundhouses. Was that like intentional or was that just accidental? Uh, like, did you know, did Mr. White <laughs> say to Mr. Mayweather, you know, fuck, fuck me up, it'll look good on, on tape? I'm almost positive that I've heard him say that he told him to just hit him. Okay. So, I mean, because uh, if not, would you want to break the Big Show's nose and then run away? If I was Floyd Mayweather, maybe. That's true, because you give a fuck if you were Floyd May Mayweather. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that's that's one David and Goliath where you're like, shit, Goliath's going to get fucked up. <laughs> yeah, and he did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So that's basically it. The match goes on. There wasn't really much in the match. Uh, Cody Rhodes runs away from Big Show. Uh, Sheamus gets his bro kick in and gets to pin Mark Henry clean. The Irishman and the How Giant. How many have fallen? I mean, I, I get what they're doing, but at the same time, they spent so long building up Mark Henry. Yeah. And now they're just fucking destroying him again. I, I mean, I love Sheamus, but he shouldn't be able to beat Mark Henry clean two weeks in a row. No, I think it's, again, it's coming back to they need Sheamus to beat somebody, but they don't have the range of talent to have him actually beat somebody legit, so it's got to be Mark Henry because they don't really have anybody else. Yeah, true, unless Big Show went heel. Yeah, which, come on, we don't need that, do we? Because they are definitely selling Sheamus as, you know, uh, a, a, a normal-sized person with... with big man strength you know like he's far stronger than his size would suggest as well yeah i like sheamus a lot more when he first came in and he was a heel um i would have only vaguely known about him because obviously i heard about the fact that there was a fucking dude from dublin in the wwe up for the belt uh, but i have to say i didn't see a lot of his his, his initial heel run no. i didn't see him when he had the, U the u.s belt for a while yeah, well, he took he beat Cena in a tables match for the WWE title when nobody expected it. And it was one of those great moments that the Cena fans in the crowd, the little girls and little boys, just had this shocked look on their face. What's the famous one of the little girl pouting? Is that when Miz won the belt off Randy Orton? I believe it, yeah. He won it off of either Randy Orton or of uh, off of Cena. But yeah, they called her Miz Girl. And she just had this disgusted, saddened yeah. look on her face as she stared down. She was going to kill a motherfucker later that night. That's true. She was going to kill a motherfucker. Um, Stab her parents in their sleep. Because <laughs> they took her to wrestling and Miz won. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, they show us, after this match, they show us a recap of Cena's wicked promo from last week. And trust me, it pains me to say that, but Cena's promo last week was amazing. And it was, fuck, I mean... I'm I'm stunned with what they're doing at the moment, or not. I don't even know if it's intentional, but you know whether whether it is or not. The the the, the fact of the matter is, it's it's two nothing at the moment. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And we'll get into that a little more in a, in a few seconds here because it's yeah. clearly one guy is definitely coming out on top of this. Uh, oh, yeah. They show us that recap of Cena from last week. They do a clip video or a video stating that tr- uh, Shawn Michaels, the Heartbreak Kid, will be back next week. Wasn't as excited as I should be as a Shawn Michaels fan, to be honest with you. I was exactly as excited as I should be. Yeah, yes, yes, you were. Uh, <laughs> the rock, mu- the rock's music now hits to a massive crowd pop. Now, before we go on at all, I'm going to read to you what I wrote down as my predictions. Okay, right. My predictions were: he's going to tell them that he loves them. He's going to say, "Finally." He's going to mention the millions and millions. He'll do an eyebrow and then he'll leave. That was my prediction. So, rock. Oh, you thought it would be short. I, uh, I don't. I didn't know they were going to give him twenty fucking minutes. 25. Oh, fuck. I checked it. The, 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 the file I had anyway um, was one hour, 44 minutes long, and The Rock's music hit at 1.19. Yeah, fucking shit. So he shows us to the camera that he has goosebumps, and then right away he needs a bottle of water. It's 10 seconds in, and he's already heated. He's already blown yeah. up. Dehydrated. You, you think a man with a physique like that would know when to hydrate and shit? <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. Uh, then the crowd starts to chant "dicks in ass." I mean, uh, boots to asses. <laughs> um, it's easily visible that the Rock has his promo notes written on his left wrist. I I thought maybe that was because I was watching it in HD, but obviously not. No, um, it's there. You can see it. I watched it in HD as well, but you can see it clear as day. Excuse me, Dwayne. You're in HD now, bro. All right, time to shape up a little bit. Um, Take off the Undertaker wig. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, I have Raw running in the background as we talk here, just so I can see any things that may pop up. But basically, I'm looking at his. I'm looking at his left wrist right now, and he's got his promo notes written on there. Um, Oh, my friend, my friend Aiden. uh, (coughs) He's the guy who um, (coughs) he threw up something recently on my page i think that you liked on facebook um but he he read read out, read out what the notes were to me last night he said he found it somewhere it was um it was like or oh, what was it oh, fuck um there was one like or fk to something 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 and the second one was the initials of somebody who i can't think at the moment uh, and then there was like um innovation fruity pebbles like there were, there were very kind of, you know, vague references to the things he had to say, probably in, in the order that he wanted to say them. Yeah, he probably had written down, like, say hello, do the eyebrow, say <laughs> finally. Uh, your, name's got, not, your name's not Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> he got blown out of the water. Uh, apparently, he starts explaining that when he said, I'm never leaving again, he didn't actually mean that he's never leaving again. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, exactly. He says that his heart and soul are in this business, and it's he's always going to be part of the WWE universe, and the WWE universe will always be a part of him, unless he gets a movie offer and disappears again, of course. Just like syphilis. Exactly. Uh, he then says, Cena, for years I thought you were a phony. The doctor of thug and thugonomics, a thug? I don't even want to talk to you, Cena. And then my file that I had when I legally acquired it skipped a little bit. And uh, he said something about you eating Kung Pao chicken. And Cena, that makes you a Kung Pao bitch. 
no, he said he said he saw him eating at the um, craft table backstage. He said, "I see you there. I am. Um, I, I just don't want to talk to you. It's not that I want to talk to the WWE universe and stuff." And he said, uh, "I see you there eating at your craft table, and all I want to do is throw a piece of kung pao chicken at you." Right, and, and then, then and then he goes on to say, "Because you're a kung pao bitch." Which was pathetic. Absolutely. But, of course, it's got three syllables, so it got over with the crowd, who yeah. immediately starts to chant, Kung Pao Bitch. And it probably took Dwayne weeks to figure out another three-syllable diss. Uh, Rock then goes on to do the drop, the famous name dropping, just to get over a little bit. He uses the term wrestler, which, of course, because Cena did it last week, he's got to do it this week. Um, he drops the term that he's a babyface. He also drops... Do you think Austin, Foley, Savage, and Piper needed somebody to fight for them, Cena? Because, of course, Cena said last week he's fighting for everyone in the locker room. He says, Cena, you fight for the boys. I fight for them. I fight yeah. for the crowd. To which everyone chants, Rocky, Rocky, Rocky. And he says, they're tired of having <laughs> you shove down their throats, Cena. Funnily enough, that's how I feel about The Rock right now. And then he says, yeah, me too. Kung Pao Bitch. Trending worldwide. He says, they're tired of you, Cena. And uh, to be honest with this whole program, I'm tired of The Rock. I'm not tired of Cena. Um, I wrote down here that the promo is dragging and not nearly as exciting as last week. He just spent too much time pandering to the crowd without actually saying anything. Absolutely. I mean, do you remember, um, what was it, like February last year when he came back? to announce that he'd be presenting WrestleMania? Yes. That was insane. That was exciting. That got us over. The problem yeah. is they're over they're over they're overusing him, I guess. You know, I mean, I, I know they need him here cuz it's Mania, but they've already overused him in this build up since last year because last year at this time we were excited to see him. This year at this time the smart marks like ourselves are just kind of like, really? I'm kind of I I mean, I I'm kind of done with him. I mean, I do like The Rock. <laughs> I have liked The Rock in in the past, but I'm definitely far more. At the time, I would have been far bigger Austin fan. Oh, absolutely. Um, um, you know, for a, a certain point, I probably um, liked The Rock slightly more for like for a while when when Austin was kind of injured for two years and then came back or whatever. Because uh, no, because Rock did amazing work back then. But at the same time, he again his it's again it's it's the current message that they're putting forward that Rock was the biggest, the greatest, and you know far greater than anyone else around him at in the Attitude Era, which is not true at all. I mean, I, I was surprised that he made reference to the fact that he got booed when he was a face, because they're really trying to hide that fact. Yeah, exactly. Like he got booed. I don't think his boot is bad as Cena, maybe. Not when he was a face, but he did get very indifferent crowds. Um, the Hogan match would be one example of that. Yeah, absolutely. When, when Hogan, and I don't know if they even had planned on turning Hogan face before that match. I think they were happy to just ride the NWO train yeah, for a while. And let but the then crowd they saw decide. the crowd just were having none of it. They're like we're fucking we're cheering for the Hulkster and that's it. Like fuck fuck the Rock. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I know exactly what you mean and I know exactly how you feel. Um, I think my problem with the Rock is I've seen him on too many things. I've seen him on award shows and on Letterman and on. I don't buy him anymore. He's not. I've seen him in too many situations where he's obviously faking. Like you know, we had a great time making this film. Yeah, the director was great. We had. I don't buy him anymore. I don't buy his yeah. promos. I don't buy him in the ring. Like. I think it's time for The Rock to pull it out of his ass and be serious for once, isn't it? 
Yeah, absolutely. Cena basically came out last week and made you look like a bitch. So then you come out this week and start talking about Kung Pao Chicken and Fruity Pebbles? Really, Rock? If this was the Rock of old, he would make fun of himself for this promo. Yeah, true. That's that's true. that's how I felt. So they go on chanting and chanting, and uh, then I wrote down that I want The Rock to start taking it seriously. Um, he then says, your camouflage shorts are working, Cena, because we can't find your balls. That was the one laugh he got from me. Yeah, it was all right. I did, I did laugh at that one. I, I thought it was pretty funny. Um, you know, still ch- a cheap shot, but you know, sometimes cheap shots work. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, then he goes on about Twitter, Twitter, Twitter for ten minutes, uh, and then Cena interrupts, and it was one of the first times I was actually happy to hear the beginning of Cena's music. Um, he completely and utterly flatlined, destroyed any momentum Rock had built up for the last 15 minutes. Absolutely, and you could see it in Rock's face once Cena left because Cena goes on to say, I used to be one of these people. I used to love The Rock, and then I met Dwayne Johnson. I don't like Dwayne Johnson. I may not have balls, but I'm going to beat your ass at WrestleMania. And then he says, you go ahead, you carry on trending. Drops the mic and walks out. That was the killer blow Man, that was a go ahead, keep continue trending. Exactly, uh, but it, that of course, thing that he started doing with the drop in the microphone, like an audio full stop. Yeah, when he just because <laughs> he doesn't drop it like Punk does, he just throws it. Yeah, no, I, I just I, I'm I was flabbergasted. Like I cannot believe that one of the greatest mic workers in the last 15, 20 years ever even has been completely beaten two weeks in a row. Um, like no question I, I know the crowd still were behind Rock after Cena left but you could tell they didn't really know what they were like what to think anymore no exactly because Cena blew him out of the water and Rock stuttered and stammered and repeated himself and fucking yeah he certainly did uh, <laughs> Cena's best line was when he said I don't have my promo notes on my wrist nice tattoo yeah, <laughs> uh, and then by the time he walked out, Rock legitimately looked flustered. Like I'm, I'm seeing the footage right now as I speak. He looks flustered. He looks thrown off his game a little bit. He looks kind of legitimately pissed off. Like you watched it with headphones. I actually meant to watch that again before I came online with you. Um, but apparently, if you hear it with headphones, you can hear Rock saying "motherfucker." Yes. Or, you- breath when he mentions the notes it's motherfucker because that's rock's famous line is motherfucker um so now rock flub flubs and flusters his way through the rest basically says you ain't tough you know it i know it uh i'm gonna kick your candy ass all over wrestlemania he then finishes raw by doing his token if you smell it it was weak sauce weak Really weak sauce after what Cena had done. Cena blew him out of the water, which I was okay with. And it's starting to make the match interesting now. Yeah, I mean... Because I didn't want to watch The Rock get his dick sucked by 70,000 Miami natives and Cena just to get booed and be the weaker man. And it'd just be a dull as shit match. And if you're saying that they have to have Cena win... That would have been a terrible atmosphere for him to win in. But if there's if now they seem to actually be fucking building him up as at least the intellectual better, or the, you know the yeah, which I'm impressed by because I, I did not see it happening. <laughs> to to use a, a well worn phrase, it came out of left field. <laughs> yeah, it definitely did. But it needed it. It needed it for sure. You're absolutely right. There wasn't much interest prior to this. No, outside of Vince McMahon's imagination. 
Exactly, yeah. So, I mean, I'm glad, and, and it's going to be the first and probably last time I'll ever say this, but I will be rooting for John Cena. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of there. <laughs> I cannot, if you had told me a month ago that I would agree with you on that one, I would have laughed. Oh, no, I would have too. If we would have been doing this podcast a month ago when they first started building it, you and I would have been on the same page. And now I think we're both on the same page. It's just the opposite one. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I'm, I'm flabbergasted. I hope... Not, I'm not that I hope, but I, you know, I would, I would think of. It's in WWE's interest to maybe make Rock cut loose a bit and maybe try and recapture the way he was pre PG era, because if this continues until WrestleMania, another two to three weeks of episodes of Cena just flooring the fucking big draw, yeah, it's going to be equally as pathetic, but in the opposite way. Yeah, exactly. It's not going to be pretty. I mean, but they can't let them get physical prior to Mania. They absolutely can't do that. Well, so, there's, a, there's a there's an official kind of kid gloves um, policy with John Cena at the moment. I mean, down I think Vince there, McMahon. Yeah, I think there should be. I mean, I don't think you should let these guys. I mean, sometimes they they blow their load with these things and they'll stick them in a tag match against each other prior <laughs> prior to it. But no, yeah. I honestly I think. In my opinion, I don't think Cena should wrestle again until WrestleMania. I mean, house shows and everything, yeah, but he should not wrestle on TV at all. And these two should... They shouldn't be in the ring making fun of each other. No, you're a bitch. No, you're a bitch. No, you don't have any balls. No, you're a bitch. They should be nose-to-nose like, Mania comes, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. That should be the promo. (laughs) Absolutely. So that's how Raw ends, ladies and gentlemen, with If You Smell, which I don't smell what he's cooking. Well, I do smell it, and it kind of smells like shit. <laughs> I smell it, and it's rank. <laughs> uh, before we close off here on Monday Night Raw, I'm going to check the Smart Marks mailbox, which is legend in my podcast at gmail.com. Join us next week when we'll go over our listener email, because we did get a few uh, a few answers from us. And um, we actually, uh, you've been, uh, somebody's been bringing you a little bit of heat on Facebook. Uh, was it Sam, and you guys are having your Punk versus Jericho battle? Oh, no, no, that's my friend Barry. I I know him for years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, he, myself, and himself would have been very, very uh, big into the old wrestling back in the Attitude Era. He kind of stayed with it the whole time. Uh, he'd be kind of equally as, um, uh, 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 you know, Jesus Christ, a historian as you would be. There you go. Yeah. Now is that that's that's a different person then. There's also a Sam who's a friend of yours who wrote to both of all. He wrote to me about the podcast as well. Yes. Uh, this is the gentleman with the winged eagle title belt in his profile picture. Is that what you called the the oh winged eagle? Sorry, I thought you said Wayne Deagle. I thought that was some wrestler I'd never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wayne Deagle, the former WWF champion. He taught <laughs> yes, he, he taught Hogan Hart. everything he knows. The Bret Hart era belt, basically. Yeah, the, the Hogan era belt, which is a gorgeous belt, <laughs> and is. is is currently planned as part of my sleeve tattoos that I'm having worked on. I actually like the Attitude Era one the most. Oh, you shut your mouth. I, it's, it is a nice belt, man. You can, no. I mean, it's it's not... Uh, fair enough, I, I see the Winged Eagle one being the, the, the favorite of most, but you, it's not like the fucking... It's pretty, but the, the, the kind of... Take that belt over the modern belt, but I would take a belt that... I, 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 was just, I was just actually... I forgot to mention it earlier. Like, the Million Dollar Man's money belt, which was meant to be the most kind of ostentatious display of wealth, the, the most vulgar thing they could think of, is a classier-looking belt than the current title belt. Agreed. Completely. But then again, I bought a belt last week at Premark, and that's classier looking than the WWE title. <laughs> so, you know, what can you do about that? But yeah, so Sam, thank you for writing to us. He told me, he sent me a message basically stating that 
I, do you want to maybe do you want to maybe pause for a while and you can kind of take notes of the emails or something? Yeah, we or can, can you can you look at your email account on your laptop? Uh, no, because it's recording. What we'll do is we'll sum everything up, and then uh, I'll read the listener emails on a little side tangent uh, as I close out the show. I'll just okay. read them out. So we can talk about them because I sort of remember everything that they were. Like I said, Sam mentioned that he was happy to hear yet another guy who knows almost as much about wrestling history as he does. <laughs> so we're definitely going to want to have him on the show sometime. Absolutely, um, absolutely. I was I was saying that to him on Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also, there's a friend of mine from Iowa who we'll call Garrison because that's his name. Um, Garrison is also a huge wrestling fan. He's one of the guys that actually helps me get hooked up with wrestling toys because he'll find them at Target and then he'll tell Weller to go buy them and send them to me. <laughs> cool. Um, also, Garrison was at a few live events this year. He was at Money in the Bank, the Money in the Bank event. And he also attended nice. the he also attended the Royal Rumble live. Ooh, very nice. So he said he Money was in the bank one must have been particularly oh, special. He said the crowd was wild. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, so join us sometime. I think uh, you know what we should do is we should sort of divvy it up over a few weeks and either have them join us for a special WrestleMania show, or we talked last week about maybe reviewing just random different shows from different years. Um, That'd be cool. Maybe all of us together. So say me, you, and Sam will pick a pay per view. We'll all watch it and then we'll review it together. Same with cool. Garrison. We'll pick a different one. We'll all watch it anyway. You're more than welcome, ladies and gentlemen, if you are wrestling fags like us. You're welcome to join us on the show and discuss pro wrestling at the WWE level. Um, we'd like to know which diva you would bang. You can do that at legendinmypodcast at gmail.com. Again, it would be a shorter email if you just put the divas you wouldn't bang. Exactly, yes, exactly. So you can send that to me any way you choose. Um, was there anything else? I thought I had something else I wanted to mention. No, I suppose not. Uh, we are five short weeks away from WrestleMania 28. Should we perhaps run the card that we're aware of at this point? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> All right, so I'll let you do your man's match, you know, let you be excited. We, of course, have the main event that they are forcing down our throats. John Cena taking on The Rock in Rock's hometown. So, of course, this match will be the main event. We also have the WWE Championship match as CM Punk takes on the challenger Y2J, Chris Jericho. My early prediction is that this will be the match of WrestleMania. Yes, absolutely. There's no... There's no down that at all unless I mean the the Rock Cena match if they continue with this heat running up to Wrestlemania could be fantastic as a spectacle and, a, and as a crowd uh, you know enlivening event it won't be technically great but as a as a as a as a wrestling performance, Cena Punk, or sorry, Punk Jericho will easily trump anything else. Yeah, absolutely. When you look at except for Teddy versus the Funk Man. Well, yeah, of course, you know that goes without saying. Though we don't even need to, you know. Um, I think as far as even like a highlight reel, like every year they do a best of pay per view DVD. I don't yeah. see Rock and Cena being put on that DVD for the quality of the match. No. Um, so Punk and Jericho for the title. There is also, of course, the Hell in a Cell match, the Undertaker's streak up against Triple H, the guy who's also, you know, in charge of WWE. And uh, then there's a World Heavyweight title match. Is there not, Fitzy? Yeah, I think there might be against uh, some little vegan pissant called Daniel Bryan and the greatest human being who ever lived, Seamus. Yeah, some UK wrestler, yeah? <laughs> Fuck you, you US bastard. <laughs> Uh, I get it. So me saying Ireland is UK is similar to you saying Canadians are Americans? 
Well, the only difference is that Canada is actually a state in the United States, you know? No, it's not. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> you fell for th- No, I, what I fell for was the fact that I thought you believed it for a second, and I was like, wait a second. So anyway, yeah, Seamus challenges Daniel Bryan for the World Heavyweight Championship. I'm sure there'll be a party all over Ireland the next day when he wins the belt. It'll be like Italian 90 all over again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, except for... No, I can't think of any joke. can't think of anything. Uh, is there anything else that we're from, aware of with the cards yet? Of course, there will be, you know, Teddy Long against Johnny Ace in some format, John Laurinaitis. I don't know whether they're going to each pick a team and have, like, a Survivor Series-style match, or I have no idea. Uh, there will, of course, be a Divas match, or we assume there will. And I'm really, really hoping that they're going to do a Money in the Bank ladder match. There's actually one last match you 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 haven't uh, heard of yet. It was a, it was surprise announced uh, yesterday on WWE.com. Oh yeah, it's um it, it's a weird. It's a co-host versus co-host uh, no holds barred match. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Which uh, what co-hosts are they are they using? Yeah, it's weird. You, you're going to be you're you're pretty much going to be the special guest referee uh, between myself and your your good friend the Mancunian monkey Dexy. Oh, they've announced that officially, have they? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So for those of you who aren't familiar, Legend in My Spare Time is another podcast on the network that I host with my boy Dexy, and apparently Dexy and our man Fitzy here have had a little bit of a promo segment going back and forth. Shall we say? <laughs> Uh, in the words of Chris Morris, a tetadary air. <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically, what's what's building up to this match between you and Degsy, Fitzy? Uh, he, he he seems to have a problem with uh, with wrestling fans in general, and he um, he, he he made a, a snide comment about you uh, with, with regard to your meeting of the hardcore legend Mick Foley, which we haven't talked about yet. Jesus, no, we'll get there, I guess, in a moment. Yeah, I believe his comment was sad cunts. Sad con, something along the lines, you know, something equally as poetic and and well thought out. Um, and then he said he said something like, you know, fucking <clears throat> allow me to get into my my best uh, scummy mank uh, po- um, vibe. But it's like uh, he's all about and um, <laughs> and I and I and I replied, it's about Liam Gall. The, the guy looks a lot like. Uh, the 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 the, per- the person I lovingly refer to as Oasis's squeaky wheel, Liam Gallagher, <laughs> and he's also the lead singer of an Oasis tribute act. I was about to ask that because it is the only um, explanation that lends him even a modicum of self-respect. <laughs> Uh, but yeah so uh, he said you know what the fuck's that all about and I said well it's about Liam Gallagher being a queer Dexy to which he called me Nacho Libre with glasses which I was so disappointed about when there was so many easier ones he could have gone for like who ate Harry Potter or Jack Jack Osborne before the rehab (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think he was doing the Nacho Libre though to continue the wrestling hints Oh, okay, fair enough. I, I, I didn't get that because I haven't seen the film, first of all, but I just thought Jack Black and I thought he was lazy because I don't have curly hair or tash. But <laughs> um, and, and I would have to go on a diet to look like Jack Black. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so so then he replied that and he said, uh, who, who uh, is this a mank thing? Who chucked you nuts? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't get that one either. Oh, no, no. I thought it was just like kind of a food reference. So I just said, well, Noel did because now that he doesn't have to feed his, which uh, his beady-eyed ape of a sibling suited there. Beady-eyed. No? Yeah, it was wicked. Didn't you? I'm sure you heard on Legend of My Spare Time. I actually laughed out loud when I read that I, one. I did, yeah. And he, he was like, that's oh, not funny, man. And I was and like, it's, I a bit, it it's a little bit It's a little bit funny. 
he gave out about all the the alternate the the the, the many nicknames I have acquired over the years, calling me. He said something like a. Uh, no self-confidence cunt or uh, you know something about not having confidence in myself this coming from a man who chooses to dress up as the least talented member of a fucking band from the 90s because he's so <laughs> incapable of being himself but <laughs> it's getting personal in here i'm getting a little i'm starting to feel awkward <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i thought it was funny um but yeah, now that I know that he's a fucking... Who is he? No Oasis or some other fucking... The Oasis Experience. Oh, okay. Which actually, they're actually pretty good, man. They're good. They're good. Uh, they're good. Oh, act. I love Oasis. I love fucking all their greatest hits. Magic Pie, Half the World Away, Talk Tonight, you know, the bushes. A strap match. That would mean you'd be in real close proximity with him, though. Yeah, that would work, though. Because I can use my weight to my advantage. All i got to do is sit on him. If he looks like Liam Gallagher, he has to be skinny. He is skinny, but he is a mank, and they fight dirty, bro. Yeah, they're ropey, aren't they? Yeah, you might get a few headbutts and a few ball grabs. They've got you... that weird Eastern European sinewiness to them from all the lack of food. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't play along with you anymore. He's my co-host on my other show. I can't be seen to be taking sides here. It's all out of love. I but swear. listen, if I'm the if I am the special guest referee, I am all about the heel turn at the end. So both oh. of y'all watch your back. Well, I, I think I'm the heel in this. <laughs> yeah, you are, I guess. Because well, why would you be the heel? Because you're Irish, or because I'm just being more mean. <laughs> yes, because you called Liam Gallagher a beady-eyed ape sibling. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. So yeah, ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to hear that continued battle, you can do so on Legend in My Spare Time, also available right here. Uh, but of course, we have one more thing to talk about briefly here, um, because I'm prairie dogging it, if you know what that expression means. I've heard it many times. I don't know what it means. It means I need to take a dump. Oh, okay. And a prairie dog sticks his head in and out of the ground. See, I was lucky enough that I took my pre-podcast shit, so... <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I'm taking the podcast shit on the mic, as it were. Hooray! Uh, hooray! So, we'll do one more thing, because I went to Cardiff, and I was able to meet, shake hands, and chat with the hardcore legend, the one, the only, Dude Love, Mick Foley, Cactus Jack, Mankind. That's right. I hung out with Mick Foley. And I, I, I have to ask... Was it all? Does he smell like flowers? Uh, I didn't get close enough to sniff him. Yes, you did. Well, I did, but I didn't sniff him. All right. Okay. Uh, basically, is he a hardcore legend? Yes. Is he a deserved, or should he be a WWE Hall of Famer? Yes. Has he had some of the coolest matches in history? Yes. Is he a stand-up comedian? No. <laughs> the laughs were minimal. Very minimal. Although I'm quoting. Right. Um, I, I could hear the air quote. I could hear the swish of your fingers as you air quoted. Exactly. Thank you very much. Uh, and he did kick out a drunk guy, one specifically drunk person. He kicked him out because the guy kept interrupting him. And Mick Foley said, okay, this guy's got to go. To which the security got him immediately. And he said, oh, no, you know what? I'll tell you what. Give him one more chance. To which the guy says, I would ask a question. And Mick Foley says, please make it good. What was your question? And the guy goes, did you ever motorboat China? <laughs> Which I thought was a little funny, but nobody <laughs> laughed. They booed him, and the guy got dragged out. 
Oh man, that was brilliant. <laughs> uh, it was it was all right. It was pretty good. But the best joke of the night was not even Mick Foley's. Mick Foley came out and said, "I'm very happy to be here in Cardiff. Um, I, I like touring the UK. I remember when Raw was in Liverpool, and all they kept going on about was home of the Beatles, home of the Beatles, home of the Beatles. And of course, we're in Cardiff on Monday, and a gentleman in the crowd yells out." who is a scouser because he says is there anybody here from Liverpool so the guy waves he makes the announcement and then the guy yells out they're also the Carlin Cup champions <laughs> because the day before they had defeated oh, Cardiff I'm telling the listeners who don't know sorry the, the, day, the day before they had defeated Cardiff and that got a huge round of boo in the, in the least deserved victory I've ever witnessed in my life. Yeah, exactly. Um, but there you are. It was great when Gerard missed his penalty, though. Well, um, I, I keep, uh, I, I keep uh, taking the piss out of my Liverpoolian, my, my Liverpool fan friends, saying that you know, oh, at least you can say Gerard won it for you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was it, folks. I got to meet Mick Foley. He made us a podcast promo, which was really cool. I was actually really nervous. What I did was in the lineup, I started the voice notes recorder. I then opened a notepad that had written down, hi, this is Mick Foley. You're listening to the Spare Time Legends Podcast Network. Bang, bang. So then I just gave it to him and said, will you read this for me? I forgot to get an autograph because I was too flustered about getting him to do the promo. But the promo to me was way more important than getting my t-shirt signed. Oh God, that's way cooler. Yeah, absolutely. And he did a good Um, job of it too. Say again? He did a good job of the promo He did, as well. yeah. I was surprised at it. I, I, actually, I, I didn't know what you were going to do when you said you were going to get a, a, a thing. I thought you were just going to get something for the smart marks, but very clever to get it for your whole network. Yeah, because now so I can use it. put it on all of them. And exactly. Stuff. That um, was very clever. You'll hear the fuller version of the clip here on smart marks when he actually, he refuses to do the bang, bang. He says, boom, boom. Wait, what does that say? And I said, it says bang, bang. And he says, okay, you say it. So I said it. He's like, you did a good job. And then the crowd laughed. So it worked out really, really well. It was a good show. I enjoyed it. But he's not as funny as he thinks he is. Here's the thing, though. Is it stand-up comedy proper or is it like Kevin Smith? Yeah, it's more of a Kevin Smith type deal. He comes out, he tells stories, he talks about matches that he's had, tells a few funny stories, makes fun of a few people. But it's definitely not a stand-up comedy routine. Okay. But that's what he sells it as, am I right? Yeah, he sells it as Mick Foley stand-up. But I would not... He would be better to do what Kevin Smith does than just do like an evening with Mick Foley. Yeah, like a spoken word Henry Rollins thing. Yeah, because he told some good stories. I mean, you know, you have the utmost respect for him. The hardest part about it, though, was watching this poor bastard try to walk around the stage. Is he that fucked? Uh, He's rough shape. I mean, up and down the steps, on and off of the stage, is rough. Well, like, he did look really uh, weak... Um, in at Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a tough thing, man. He looks. I mean, he's done it to himself, and he's done it for us as fans. But it's still sad to watch. Um, he's the wrestling equivalent of Michael Jackson's face. <laughs> Well done. Uh, We'll finish with his intro because it was kind of interesting, and then we'll close off for this week. He comes out to the Mick Foley music, you know, the to which he kind of, they do this little kayfabe moment where he kind of yells at the host and says, I told you I'm not a wrestler tonight. I want to be taken seriously as an artist. So then he picks up the mic and says, I'm tired of this. I told him I wanted to be taken seriously as an artist. I'm going to come back out to a better song. He walks off stage. Comes back on stage in a red pimp hat and a red Adidas jacket to the Brodus Clay song. <laughs> Brilliant. Which was the best part of the night, in my opinion. Yeah, that's pretty good. So, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to thank you. And you know, at least someone gets to use the Brodus Clay music now. Ooh, snap. 
He actually mentioned that. He said, I went and bought this hat, and now they took the guy off TV. <laughs> but that was my favorite part of the night. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us once again on Smart Marks as we are five weeks away from WrestleMania. We will see you guys next week when we review Raw again as we get closer and closer to WrestleMania. If you'd like to write to us and tell us which diva you'd like to bang or how you would book WrestleMania, legendinmypodcast at gmail.com. Anything else, Fitzy, Reverend, sir? Um, no, I I think you've covered it all over there, sir. I'm too, it's too early in the morning for me to actually think independently. Absolutely, I agree. You say stuff, and I yeah, I like that. I like our 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 dichotomy, if it were, of me being the I'm the announcer guy with all the info, <laughs> and you're the funny one. I enjoy. I the get way to that be works. Jerry the King back you, when he was good. That's wait. Does that mean I'm Michael Cole? No, uh, no. We'll give you Jr. You can well uh, fuck it. I'm Bobby the Brain. You can be Gorilla. I love it. See, now we're having a good time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us once again. We will see all you delicious people next week. <laughs> Later, fella. I, would, I wouldn't want to deny you of your token Irish farewell. <laughs> all right, folks. We'll see you all next week on Smart Marks. Legend in my spare time, motherfucker. split 50 50 how about this on the count of three let's do lady parts one two three favorite on the count of three let's go ahead and chant rocky one two three and you see john cena you're back there now i want you to listen to him what we do we have fun we entertain we innovate what's what's the most innovative thing that you've done all year john oh, i'll tell you what you did you change you change your jean shorts to camouflage shorts yeah but here's the thing i'll tell you right now that camouflage is working jack because i speak for everyone here and everyone around the world to say we can't find your balls whatsoever You see, these people love The Rock. I was one of these people until I got to meet Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson is a self-centered, egotistical, see-through son of a bitch. That wouldn't give a rat's ass if this company closed its doors tomorrow. Now I'll tell you something, Jack. I don't need words like respect and loyalty to trend worldwide. Just like I don't need my notes for my promo on my wrist. Nice tech. Make your boobs bounce. It'll be a thing on your eyebrow that looks like the people's eyebrow. But I'm going to be looking into the eyes of Dwayne Johnson and see a man afraid. Because you're going to be looking at a dude who may not have balls, but a dude who is going to beat the hell out of you at WrestleMania, Jack. Uh-oh. Carry on.
continue trending. You come out here, you run your mouth about being tough, you ain't tough. I know it and you know it. The bottom line is this, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, the people's champ, the great one, the most electrifying man in all of entertainment. It doesn't matter, John. It doesn't matter. The only thing that matters, and you're back there listening, is that what I'm going to do on the biggest stage of, the, of WrestleMania, the biggest match of all time, The Rock, all the nicknames you want to throw, team bring it worldwide, we're going to kick your candy ass all over WrestleMania. Well, I do smell it, and it kind of smells like shit.